Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show, broadcasting live and direct. Sunny Southern California. I'm guessing, this is just a guess, some of you are on your way for your holiday weekend. Whether you're driving out to Vegas, Palm Springs, the river, you're driving out to a lake in Tennessee, 
You're on the East Coast, driving down the Jersey Shore, wherever you are. Keep it locked right here. Fox Sports Radio is your your place for sports and fun stuff. A reminder, there's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement writing tickets. So why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket paid for by NHTSA. Um, are you guys aware of Jewish penicillin? Do you know what Jewish penicillin is? Ramos, any any guess? I, I do not. I've heard of penicillin, but I can't say I've heard of Jewish penicillin. Okay. I um, know what it is because uh, my fiance is Jewish. She's Jewish. My fiance is Jewish. She doesn't look Jewish. Uh, Deb Carson, are you aware of uh, of uh, Jewish penicillin? Um, if I had to take a guess, it would be like some home remedy, like maybe, I don't know, chicken soup or matzo yeah, ball soup or something. Yeah. yeah? Is that right? Oh, wow. It's Deb funny. Because that's, is Jump that right? Down. Which one? Chicken soup? Matzo ball soup. Ma- matzo ball soup. Okay. It's, it's matzo ball soup or, you know, like mom's chicken yeah. soup and matzo ball soup yeah. are kind of one and the same. You just throw a big matzo ball. In. Yeah. Anyway, you call it Jewish penicillin. It's like, ah, it's kind of good for everything. Right. Right. It's like cold outside. Uh, you don't feel so good. You had a tough day at school, tough day at work. Like, come home, have some of mom's chicken soup or or, or matzo ball soup, right? Like, there's, there's cure-alls or something. Like, there's a, there's a little Chris Rock joke about putting some more Robitussin on it. It's more Tussin. Need some more Tussin. I don't know what your chicken soup is, but in sports, are you guys aware of what chicken soup of sports is? Not chicken soup for the solos books. Do you guys do you guys know what the what the... What the penicillin of sports is? What the cure-all of sports is? Hmm. You want to take a guess, Ramos? Uh, it's Friday. I'm not good at guessing on Friday. Okay, it's been a long week for Ramos. <laughs> He's like, man, I got all these kids. I got an extra day off. Lucas uh, had homework to do this morning. He's like, Dad, I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> Deb, you want to take another shot at this one? How about, I, I don't know, time management? The injured list? The penicillin for sports. No, let's, no? Uh, let's go to Gavin. Gavin, you want to try? How about winning? Winning! Oh, God. Okay. Winning! I hate you. We won? I love you. I love you. Winning cures all ills. You guys ever heard that? That's the that's like what penicillin was supposed to do. It's like, you know, you got a slight burning, penicillin. You know, you got an infection, penicillin. Penicil- the sports penicillin is winning. It cures all. Don't believe me? I give you the New York Knicks. The franchise where sell the team was the chant of just uh, two seasons ago. You know, the owner would kick out fans and kicked out legends. Spike Lee wasn't coming back. There was at one point allegedly no hot water in the showers. Although my guess is that was remedied when they put a, you know, they spend a billion dollars in that building. It's, it's a it's a it's basically a brand new arena inside that old shell. It took them three off seasons. It was a billion dollars total cost. That's kind of a remarkable. Right. Now the Knicks announced that they will only sell tickets in the second round of the playoffs to vaccinated individuals, opening up the possibility of something at least close to capacity a capacity crowd. In the first round against the Hawks, roughly ten percent of the crowd was unvaccinated and required socially distanced in separate sections. Now it's the model franchise. Just think back. If this was the terrible Knicks team and they were like, you got to be vaccinated. People would be like, Dolan, hate you, Dolan. You're the reason why we hate sports. But suddenly you win a playoff game. 
You win some regular season games. Who cares that it's the East, not the West? Who cares that you're still not able to break through that ceiling of the top seeds? Who cares? The point is the Knicks have some form of hope. And that hope has arrived not just with Tom Thibodeau and with, you know, R.J. Barrett playing better and Derrick Rose 2.0 being very different but still crazy competitive. No, no, no. It's that they're winning. Penicillin in sports is really, really easy. It's winning. How'd you not know this was going on? Well, they were busy winning. When you lose, everybody points fingers. Every issue is magnified. When you lose, there's there's nothing you can do other uh, other than get ready for next year and promote that hope is on the horizon. But when you win, people forget about all the other stuff. Oakley versus Dolan. What was that, 20 years ago? Spike Lee's never come back. What was that, 15 years ago? Sell the team? I don't know. Don't sell the team. Just whatever you do, don't mess up the team. Isn't it amazing how winning cures all? Cures all. And and look, as athletes and coaches, just as guilty, like, yeah, I know he didn't play enough, but we did win. We won the game. You know? At the end of the day, you win and everybody's... It's the reason that bowl games, I believe, will remain, even though they don't really... They've never really meant anything, and now they mean even less than that, is because bowl games in college football, half the teams go home with a win. You know, we were 7-6 and six this year, pretty disappointed. But when that bowl game, and all our donors were there, and all our young kids got in, and we end up feeling good about ourselves. There is... No penicillin in sports like winning. You know, the Buccaneers are bad for 20 years. Bad for 20 years. Jason Light, who's their GM, right? Do we think he's a good GM? I mean, Gavin, I I ask you, Jason Light, what was his, uh, what was his reputation before they got, before they went out and got Tom Brady? I don't think it was a great one. I, th- I think he was a swing and a miss guy, right? Well, I mean, like, just go look at, at, at their all-time draft picks. And you don't have to look back very far. Remember, this is the same team that drafted Roberto Aguayo in 2016 in the second round. That kicker from, from Florida State didn't make it to year two. All right. I mean, look, this is the, they, the year before, just one year before, they had Jameis Winston, who threw for 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, but turned the ball over over 30 times. You get one right guy, things magically come together, and all of a sudden, by the way, Jameis Winston, their all-time passing leader in franchise history. That's how bad a franchise that is. Their winningest all-time coach, John Gruden, 57, 55, and 50. And no ties. They've never had a tie. So they've won a Super Bowl before, but Jason Light was close to getting run out of town. Then he falls falls into Tom Brady, and the rest, as they say, is history. Brady recruits Rob Gronkowski. Brady recruits Antonio Brown. Brady eventually gets control of the playbook, and the defensive front is terrific. One reason is they've been drafting in the top 10 for the last 15 years, and they went out and picked up mercenaries like Ndamukong Sue. 
But from the from the Glazers running the thing into the ground to Jason Light not knowing what he's doing to now being the franchise that's a destination franchise, just out of Tom Brady one season, they were seven and five. Back into the schedule, super soft, win four in a row, win three road games, win the, win the Super Bowl against depleted offensive lines, and look where they are now. Winning is the matzo ball soup of sports. You know, there's no matzo balls. And by the way, matzo ball soup is pretty spectacular. Like most Jewish food as, as Jewish, as somebody who's Jewish is not great. You know, we don't just like, we can claim like, oh, I love matzo. Like, yeah, could you eat it every day? Like, meh. you know, filter fish. No locks like it, but oily and makes your breath bad the rest of the day. Still delicious. But every once in a while, like, you know, there's, there's some other, there, there's Kugel. There's some other things, right? We have Gelt, which is those little chocolate coins. We, we, there's some things that are cool, but generally nobody goes like, hmm, honey, what do you feel like tonight? I don't know, Chinese, Japanese. How about Jewish food? Nobody does that. Matzo ball soup, pretty spectacular. And matzo ball soup is Jewish penicillin. It's, uh, and winning is the matzo ball soup of sports. Anybody else hungry? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Harrison Stanford joins us. He, he uh, co-hosts Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Harrison, how are you? Harrison, how are you? I will re-rack it. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get him back in one second. Um, Inside the Green Room with Danny Green is, is good. You should download it. You should listen to it. Um, it's fun, interesting stuff. And Danny Green, who's lived like five different lives in the NBA and even predating the NBA and making it to becoming a guy who's known as a big game uh, sniper and defender, but more than anything, really fun, funny personality. All right, do we have Harrison now? Oh, we're still working on it. We're, are, we do, are we efforting? Is that what we're doing? Okay. I know we could effort. We are going to have him call back. He was there just a minute ago. So uh, Did I say working. something dumb? Did I say something <laughs> bad? Was it me? Was it not me? Yeah. Um, look, I'm, I'm fired up for as, as the playoffs roll on. I just, I think it's going to be interesting, uh, because we, we do sometimes wave the white flag on series and think they're done only to watch. And I mean, last year is is the case, uh, New York and Atlanta tonight, both teams, identical records in the regular season, two very hard fought games in one and two. And now you move away from New York to Atlanta, Brooklyn and Boston, um, Kemba's knees, not right. Boston is at a talent disparity and Brooklyn can kind of close the door tonight on them. And then of course, Clippers Dallas is the biggest game of the night. All right. Harrison Sanford joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Harrison, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Happy Memorial day weekend to you, sir. Yeah, I know it's going to be great. Uh, Summer is here, which means playoffs are here, which means your boy, Danny green is, is here. Um, How did he, how did he feel when the Lakers seemingly bailed on him? Ooh, uh, I think, well, Danny trends to be optimistic. I think he's been very vocal last year uh, about the rhythm that he was struggling to find from game to game. And I think Lakers fans know this, too. Uh, when they play that big five and they don't play Anthony Davis at the five, um, sometimes the pace is just not great with their offense. Yeah. So I think for him, obviously, at first, nobody wants, to, nobody wants to be traded away. Nobody wants to not have the opportunity to play for a franchise like the Lakers. But I think for him, 
I mean, let's be real, going into free agency, you want to play in a system that's going to benefit you as a player and also win. And I think he's gotten that this year. He's taken a career high in three-point attempts and the number one seed in the East. So I think for him, he looked at it in a positive light. And when you do that, I think it's a great situation for him. And it's been proven on the court so far this year. Yeah, and he's also, look, he's an easy guy to play with. He guards, he shoots threes, and he doesn't require a lot otherwise, right? And I think that's really helped this team. I mean, Seth Curry has really helped this team. Again, a guy who guards a little bit but can really shoot, doesn't require a lot in terms of, oh, he's got to dribble the the hell out of the ball. You've watched the 76ers team a lot, right, by more than anybody outside of the Sixers. What, What is your sense of their evaluation up until this point? I mean, there are evolutions, excuse me, up until this point. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I love to see what all the guys are doing. I think the biggest key has been this year so far, obviously the spacing, and Tobias Harris. He's really turned into their version of Chris Middleton. Extremely efficient. I believe right now he's shooting 24 out of 36 in their first two games against Washington. Now Washington doesn't have the best defense, uh, but he's shooting at a great rate. He almost made the 50-40-90 club this year. Uh, Joel getting all the space because of players like Tobias shooting well and shooting efficiently and shooting quick. Uh, I think that's been one of the biggest keys. Um, the Ben Simmons thing, a lot of fans are still uh, undecided about it or don't know how it's going to turn out. I think it could work. It has to be coach strength, though. Obviously, he does not a shooter, but he creates so much. That 6-15-15 and 15 game in game one was underrated, even though the 0-6 for 6 in the free throw line is not acceptable. Uh, but then he came back the next game because they knew he was more of a passer, and he goes back and he and he – has a barrage of points at the paint, in the paint, at the rim, over Russell Westbrook, over Bradley Beal, over Raul Neto, who should, probably shouldn't be guarding him at all. Uh, so I think they're in a good spot. Obviously, the Bucks and Nets playing off against each other in the second round is great <laughs> for them. They can kind of sit back and watch and see what happens with this Hawks and Knicks series. So uh, they put themselves in a position to win, and I think that's all you can ask for because going into the season, I don't think anybody had them as the number one seed. I don't even know if you was right to have them as a top three seed in the East. So... They've exceeded expectations so far, uh, and we'll see how it plays out in the end. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's it's fascinating. Um, what, what, what's your take on the Nets? I mean, the Nets they have so much firepower, but you know, it, it's a there's a little look. I, I understand the the Nets are far more accomplished, but there's a little more to it in terms of putting a great team out there than just hey, we have three great players. Because as we've seen with the 76ers, like Embiid, Simmons, and Tobias Harris, very, very good players um, in the elite at their position and at their category sort of level. Maybe, you know, obviously not as successful yet in their careers as the Nets guys. But what's your sense of how it's all coming together at this point in time? It'll be interesting to see how they act when it's really chaotic at the end of games. How do they operate? I think the one thing that's underrated about them, all their guys, their role players, have gotten so many minutes this year because of all the injuries to Harden or to KD or the games that Kyrie missed. The guys like Bruce Brown, the guys like Jeff Green, Landry Shannon, all those guys have gotten valuable reps during the season. I think they're a lot better. Uh, The role players are a lot better than people give them credit for. Uh, It really will come down to defense. uh, For them, can they really stop anybody? I don't know if they can. I honestly don't know if they can stop Giannis. And I don't know if they can stop Joel Embiid. And so the Bucks and the Sixers uh, have a potential to really control the pace of the game because of how Giannis scores, because of how Joel Embiid scores. In the paint, drawing fouls, and now they're coming back and scored against a half-court offense. And so will they be able to play any defense so they can get the pace that they need? Because every team is going to try, them, try to get them to shoot contested jumpers, get the rebound, and run on them. So 
will they play defense? Is DeAndre Jordan or uh, Claxton the answer? It'll be interesting to see, but I honestly feel like they're a very well old machine already, and those role players are undervalued because they got a good a lot of good reps this year. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with it. What about the Bucks? How impressed have you been with their first three games, in which you know two of which have been dominant performances? Hey, Doug, this is this is why this is why the Clippers should have never dodged the smoke because the Bucks played basketball the way they're supposed to, got the heat, and they're showing out right now. They're up 3-0. The Clippers try to dodge the Lakers and look at the situation that they put themselves in. Uh, vastly impressed with the Bucks. The Dante DiVincenzo injury is big. Um, he's a floor spacer, combo guard, can defend his position. Uh, will be interesting to see if Pat Connaughton can take up that load. Probably more minutes for P.J. Tucker. But I like what they got, and Mike Budenholzer has tried new things this, this season. And so far, it's worked. I, I, I am, as a basketball fan, I'm very happy that they did not dodge that heat matchup. And so they're being rewarded for it. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. But I think they match up very well, very well against the Nets. Um, okay. Same, uh, same question now as we get to the Clippers. It, it, their response after the game was weird. Like, it's one thing to say, we're not panicked. But to say, like, there's no concern at all. Like, that's just laughably false. What do you think of the what do you think of the Clippers 0-2 and now having to go into Dallas to to win a couple? Uh it's going to be tough. I think for them it'll be interesting to see how they play against the Mavericks on the road. I think the home court, the home court for the Mavericks might actually help the Clippers get some enthusiasm in the stands whether it's with them or against them. Uh but it really comes down to that defensive scheme. I mean, Luka is a a handful of problems. He calls chaos left and right. Uh but that scheme that they have, the switching all, it's just not going to work. Luca's eyes just widen when he sees Zubak in front of him, when he sees Marcus Morris uh, Sr. in front of him. So I, they're going to have to do something about the defensive scheme. Uh, the way they kind of talked about it in the media has been very interesting uh, in the sense that you, know, you should be panicked, and there's nothing wrong with being upfront about it. But I don't know. Maybe that speaks to the, you know, there's still in a leadership maybe void there. You know, Rondo came in late. Kawhi, we all know Kawhi's not a vocal leader. He's more on the court. Uh, but it really comes down to that defensive scheme has to get better. I don't know if Kawhi or PG need to fight over screens. They need. I don't. You can't trap Luca, but there's going to take a lot more energy from them defensively to stay connected to Luca. Because if if he gets an inch on you, as you've seen, Doug, he puts you on his hip. He's getting into the lane and he's creating a whole bunch of madness in the paint, finding shooters. And Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> playing for a big contract with the way he's playing so far. So they're boosted uh, for real. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how the Clippers respond, getting some vibrancy in that arena in Dallas uh, for Game 3. You know, I, I had kind of a Twitter discussion with a friend who covers college basketball. I was like, you know, I don't get the switching thing. The issue with it is that everybody else has to know what you're doing, right? Like, you can vary your coverages, but you got to be really connected as a team. And, of course, even though most some of this group has been together for two years, they haven't played a ton together. Um and it's just hard. Like, to, to stay with your guy over a screen sounds great, but with the <laughs> refs don't call a legal screen, so you can hold it a little bit longer. And then Luca is so good. I mean, they tried to double him at the end of that last game, and he just picked him apart. And he's so big as well that he can see. Like, I, it, it's really a hard deal. What do you what do? You do? Do, you, do you trap him? Do you hedge? Do you down things? But they get to the middle of the court, so you can't down a ball string. Like I, I get everybody's against the not don't switch. The problem is uh, that the the floor spacing is so hard to to cover if you stay home. 
a, you know, even when you have a shot blocker, you drive him to the shot blocker. If Porzingis can hit threes, that makes it even more difficult. Yeah, he's 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 a headache. I'm I'm not a proponent of violent stuff, but some early '90s basketball would have said somebody needs to check him when he comes to the rim at least once or twice. Have him a little bit bit hesitant. Uh, to get to the paint and to be as commanding as he is with the ball. Uh, it's, it's a lot of headaches, Doug. I don't know how they're going to answer it. They might have to attack him more on the offensive side of the ball, make him work. Kawhi post him up or PG post up, puts him in screening positions where he has to guard the ball and expend his energy because uh, there's no way to stop him, but you have to at least continue to wear him down over the course of this seven-game series, and maybe that turns the tide. Hmm. Great stuff. Um, all right, the Lakers, anybody beating them? Uh, you know, I would have said the Clippers. I think the Clippers were a great matchup for them. I honestly thought if it wasn't in the bubble situation that the Clippers might have gotten them last year. Uh, I don't think anybody got them, man. I think this it's too hard to guard LeBron and AD. Now, sometimes you feel like you can guard LeBron, but then you can't guard AD. Or if you feel like you can guard AD, you can't guard LeBron. Their, their size is just massive. Uh, I, don't, I would not like to be Frank Vogel. The decisions he has to make between playing Marcus Gasol or Montrez Harrell uh, is very difficult, or Andre Drummond, or playing AD at the five. So it really comes down to coaching and rotations. But they got everything you need. They have all. They have all the forwards. They have all the big men. They have all the ball handling that they would need. It really comes down to shooting. Uh, will Dennis Schroeder continue to shoot relatively well from three? Will KCP keep his confidence up? Uh, I think that's a big thing. And I know Danny talked about it last year. It's hard when you're only getting four attempts from three point line, and you're not touching the ball other than that. So if he keeps his confidence up uh, and you get good play from guys like maybe West Matthews, Caruso, I think Doug, they got all the answers. Any roster out there in the NBA, they have an answer for it. And they have LeBron. So uh, I don't think so. But I would like, you know, I mean, I have to be a little bit biased. I would like to hope that some, some other team can, particularly uh, from the city of brotherly love. No, no. I mean, like, look, the Sixers are, you know, what they have formed is the Eastern Conference version, what the Lakers are, which is like, look, offensively, it's not perfect. But defensively, they're so good that it makes up for it. And, you know, the cliche, it does in fact reign true. You do win this thing. The Lakers won this thing last year because of defense. That's what makes them so dangerous now is they can, they're one of the few teams in the NBA that can actually stop you. And I agree with you as well. The Clippers, the avoiding of the Lakers didn't make sense to me because they actually actually match up well. They're built to match up with the Lakers. Um, but they're not built nearly as well to match up clearly with the Mavericks, and that's proved to be problematic. Hey, man, love having you on, Harrison Sanford. Check out Inside the Green Room with Danny Green or follow him on Twitter at Harrison Sanford. Harrison, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you, Doug. Take care. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Dan Shaughnessy knows he's been covering Boston sports for longer than, uh, than uh, John and I can mention. <laughs> oh, the good old days of of the ice leaking through the Boston Garden floor. Well, well the floor was on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but there were some issues. And, you know, the uh, out-of-towners always were convinced about that the, the Celtics knew where the dead spots were. And, you know, we talked to Bird and Mikhail, those guys. Not, no one knew where they were. But the ball didn't always come back up to you. That that was a fact. And it's well, it, still a factor. Yeah. Um, okay, so... You know, like, look, Boston has this reputation and it goes back to the Bill Russell days of being this racist town. Um, what, what's, what's, the re, what's the reality to it? You've, you've covered Boston sports your entire professional life. What's the reality to it? 
Well, I'm not an African-American athlete walking around our city, so I don't know. We've had pretty good reviews. I think that the history is not good. I think you can go back to the Red Sox being the last team to integrate, and, and you know, the Tom Yawkey, there was certainly institutional racism in the Red Sox for decades, the people that were hired, etc. Um, you know, the Celtics got around it pretty well with Red Auerbach. Uh, he was, I, I believe, pretty colorblind. I mean, he hired the first black head coach, had the first black starting five, uh, he drafted the first black player. I mean, his, his track record was pretty good in this area. But again, until you're in those shoes, you don't know. And I think it's a mistake for the city to get its back up and too defensive. Because uh, if, you know, all these players can't be making it up. So there are certainly isolated incidences that, that are not good. And, and everybody needs to be on notice on that. And the city needs to do better to clean it up. But by and large, I think it's a pretty comfortable place. And like I say, if you talk to Garnett, Kendrick Perkins, Cedric Maxwell, those guys have all come, come to their defense in the last few days. You have not heard a lot of current players doing that. So how much of its reputation, how much of its, you know, the out-of-town guys get, get razzed in a, in a, you know, a horse bleep way, which is never okay, uh, they're, they're not coming to the defense of Boston or the Celtics on this. Uh, okay, so, so Kyrie... Um, this is what Kyrie said the other day. I mean, it's not my first time being an opponent in, in Boston. You know, I'm just looking forward to competing with my teammates. And, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep it strictly basketball. You know, there's no belligerence or any racism going on, subtle racism and people yelling from the crowd. Um, but even if it is, it's, it's part of the nature of the game. And we're just going to focus on what we can control. Is it something you've experienced in Boston before? I'm not the only one that could attest to this, but it's just, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It it is it is what it is. Um what are the feelings about Kyrie Irving in the city of Boston based upon your perspective? Well, he's hated here, but he's not hated because he's black. He's hated because he laid down on him, he quit on him, he lied to them. I mean, he told the season ticket fan base that he was coming back in a very public manner and then changed his mind on that, which he's certainly entitled to do. And then he played very poorly against the Bucks, shot poorly, and appeared to just stop trying at the end there. And the team was fractured. He didn't get along with Jalen Brown, I don't believe. Um, but I think a lot of the young players do admire him, and, and his skill set is off the charts. Uh, it just wasn't a good two years here. But, you know, we, we give it to Roger Clemens, you know, Rick Pitino, Bill, Belich, uh, Bill Parcells when he left. I mean, there's a lot of people who get this treatment that are not people of color. Yeah, I, 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 Kyrie does play the martyr and plays it kind of well, not accepting any of, of his own, you know, things that he's things that he's done. Granted, and I would also disagree with the well, it's part of the game. Like, no, it's not part of the game. Nobody thinks it's part of the game. Uh, if 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 there's if there's racial overtones or even racial undertones that said you can heckle and boo uh, a, a guy of that talent, especially considering his ties to the city and it not be racist. Right. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Like, Hey, Kyrie, we can boo you and hate you has nothing to do with you being black. Exactly. I mean, again, I, I think this, the, the mistake on the part of the city, it's not fun to be a part of the city and to hear that because everybody thinks, oh, we're not like that, etc. There's, there's no doubt there's knuckleheads because people can't be making this up. And, but I think that, that it's not the knuckleheads that, that are problematic. It's, it's if you rise up and defend yourself too hard and say, that's impossible, that never happened, you guys are lying, that's racist. That's what you don't want. 
Dan Shaughnessy joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, what about the team? It feels like a foregone conclusion how this thing is going to end, right, poorly. Um, What is your sense of how they fix it? Well, no, I mean, it it, it can't be fixed this year. This is not a, you know, we've seen two O's where you come back and win the series, I mean, all the time. This is not one of those. I mean, this looks like a sweep. It needs to be a sweep. They were a 500 team during the year, 36-36, with some horrible losses, and they had Jalen Brown as one of their two best players, probably had a better overall year than Tatum, so he's he's out of the mix. You know, they got Kyrie, um, excuse me, they got Kemba Walker a little late in his career. You know, he, he had trouble doing back-to-backs. There's no indication that they're doing what the coach tells them to do. I mean, we just, we're not near them anymore, so it's really hard to know. But, uh, uh, and I think the Celtics overall are a little bit fat and happy with ownership and Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. And Stevens has been here eight years. They, they got to the finals of the conference three of the last four seasons, and I think they were feeling a little bit better than they are. And uh, this year was a comeuppance for them. There's clearly multiple better teams than them in the East. They've got work to do, and I'm not sure what you do because this has been a one of the, the more disliked and uh, underachieving teams in the history of our city. Okay, so you got Kemba, who everybody loved the move, but then realized he's not the Kemba of yeah. old. He's still got the knee issue. Uh, you have an expiring contract in a Marcus Smart who does a lot of the things you need to help you win, but he shoots like a guy who can shoot and can't really shoot. Plus, he has an expiring deal, which makes him at least um, theoretically expendable and tradable. You, you do have Jalen Brown. You do have Jason Tatum. I don't think you can part with either one of those guys because you need two in order to compete. What do you think they decide upon? They're, they're stuck in the middle. Like, again, 36-36, that's where you hate to be when you're in that middle-middle, and that's where they are. You know, Danny didn't help them out this year. The bench was not supplemented. They're not very big. There's a lot of duplication of, of, uh, of talents, and Brown and Tatum being two of them. That's one of the reasons I think Haywood wanted to get out of here. And that's not a good sign either that, that in the last two, three years that you know, Haywood, uh, Horford, Irving all wanted to get out of here. So you've got a situation that is not good. I think it, something big has to happen, but it doesn't sound like anything. I talked to Danny about this two weeks ago, and you know they're kind of falling back on, well, it was injuries, it was COVID. Uh, you know, give us all of our guys, come back next year and see how see what you think. And and a lot of folks here are not interested in seeing this again because it was so disappointing this year. Any chance Brad Stevens gets fired? I can't imagine that. I mean, there's there's a part of me that thinks that maybe he's just suited for college. I mean, but it's been eight years. I think he's a good coach, but you've got to in this at this level, you've got to have their attention. And eight years is a long time, and I'm not sure he has the gravitas necessary for these guys to to pay attention. And again, it's harder now, Doug, because we're not with them. We really don't know what the you know what the little alliances are in there. But I think he's a better coach than what we're seeing there. And but that's on you when you're at, the, in, at this level. It's on you. Yeah, it does come to it. Do, do, have we gotten to the point where the players stop listening? And if, that's, if we've gotten to that place, then a change needs to, needs to be made. Let me ask you about your new book about uh, Larry Bird's Celtics. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, was a, I was a beat guy in the 80s when Bird, you know, those years they got to the finals every year, the Lakers and all those good times. So I just uh, I did a pandemic book like everybody. <laughs> you sure you must have done one, Doug? No, so I, like, I worked should, all the time, but I should have. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's just it's about you know it's it's a wish it lasted forever life with the Larry Bird Celtics from those four seasons when again we lived with them. We really we could tell you 
answer these questions you're asking today about the current team when when we travel with them waited for bags and hotels and all that stuff it's an, it's a life that no longer exists people think finally of, of the bird years back here they were good years and uh i had a lot of fun with it so uh i'll be uh, i'll be coming to to sell some books with you in november um okay but but help me out on this uh i told people because last year this time we were all watching the jordan documentary and what what people didn't understand the context of Isaiah Thomas was Isaiah Thomas, like you name the big star in the NBA, they all hated him, whether he initially said it or he reiterated it. It was the Larry Bird. If he was if he right. wasn't white, he'd be just another guy. Right. Plus, he had the big turnover. Uh, when he tried to quick trigger the ball to Bill Lambeer and Bird, Bird makes his deal. He passed the DJ. DJ lays in right, like the the most iconic moment yeah. in the modern day history of of the Celtics. As a guy who covered it, what was the what were the feelings about Isaiah Thomas for those Bird Celtics teams? Well, his skill level was off the charts, of course. And you know, Larry's mother loved Isaiah because you know she was an Indiana fan, and uh, so when he came to the league, you know, Georgia Bird was all about Isaiah, so he had to put up with that. And you know, Larry hated Lambeer; he didn't really hate Isaiah, and he was quick to go to his defense. They they flew Larry out to the finals for that. I mean, it was ridiculous. They flew Isaiah to the Isaiah finals, out to the finals say. and put him on TV because yeah. it was such a yes. Yeah, and and Larry really bailed him out. I mean, Larry did not make him squirm. He said, "This is nothing. Don't worry about it." and got him off the hook, and I think Isaiah is eternally grateful. There wasn't that thing with Bird and Isaiah that, that Jordan had. And uh, But The Last Dance is one of the things that inspired this pandemic book because people have an affection for those 80s NBA days, and it's still something we look fondly on. Um, if he hadn't hurt his back, I mean, is that, is that what brought it down? What, 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 what ended their, their run? Well, there was a lot. I mean, you know, into the mid '80s, that they had it going. They got to the finals, I think, five times in six years, whatever. But it slowly, you know, when McHale played with a broken foot in '87, and they lost to the Lakers in five, and then Len Bias dropped dead on him, you know, the day after he was drafted uh, of cocaine intoxication. It wasn't completely uh, uh, accidental, but those things started to happen. Reggie Lewis died on him. And you know, Parrish and you know, Red Red held on to those guys, and they just they wore them out because they didn't have enough help. And but it was a pretty good long run. I mean, they won three championships, got to the finals two other times. So uh, you you take that, especially in today's NBA. The the late Dennis Johnson, he's the, is he the more uh, most underrated of the, of those? Or yeah, is we it... loved him. He loved him, and he was. I mean, I can't believe they still got him in that trade. They got him for Rick Roby, who was done, and uh, you know he got. You know, he led them to the finals four years in a row when they got him. You know, big physical guard that could guard magic. Wasn't an elegant player, but he was super confident. And you wanted him to have the ball in his hands at the end. Just Larry called him the best teammate he played with. Hmm. Awesome stuff. Can't wait for the book. Please send me the please send me one of the early copies. And then, You're uh, getting one. Okay. I can't, I, I can't wait because I read my dad. This is a true story. When I was, um, <laughs> I think, in fifth grade. I think I was in fifth grade. I, wasn't a, I hated reading. I wasn't a good reader. And so I had to go to like a reading specialist. And my dad said, all right. So he, he's like, you got to read a book. He gave me a book, Boys from Brazil by Leon Uris, which will scare the crap out of anybody, but it was an incredible <laughs> book. So he said, here's what we're going to do. I'll give you a novel and then a sports book. And I'm trying to think what book I, there was a, there was a book somebody wrote on like the last dance of the Celtics, wasn't there? That, 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 that dropped during that time. So it was probably... This is like 1990, maybe. Like I felt like there was a 
last because I my first book I read was Catfish Hunter's autobiography. Nice. And and then I which was amazing. And then the second one was about the Celtics, and I, well, I loved the team. We all did them. I did a book called Evergreen. Peter May did a couple of beautiful books. Uh, one was The Last Banner. One was The Big Three. So those were more mid-'90s. I'm not sure if they were after your, your time of it, it was into... The Last Banner. It was The Last Banner. There you go. Peter May right there. Simon & Schuster. It's good. It's a good book. Is this better than, is this better than that? I'm, I'm oh, of course. We're having more fun. We're getting then. We're really telling you what they were like. We're getting on the bus and telling the inside jokes. Oh, I, can't, I, I cannot, I cannot wait. I cannot, I was the kid in Southern California who didn't <laughs> like the Lakers. That was me. I was, I was always the contrarian. Always the contrarian, Dan. We got it uh, all for you, Doug. We got all that Celtic Lakers stuff coming back. Well, at least the Sox are back uh, playing good baseball. Yeah. Dan, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Take care, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Murray. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Murray. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Up on Games and Outstanding Show, LeVar Arrington, Plaxico Burris, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and TJ Hushmanzada. Hush joins us now on Fox Sports Radio. Hush, um, uh, I know he, had, he was injury-plagued, and he's 32 years old. Julio's a, been a great player. What, how should, what should we expect from Julio wherever he plays next year? If he can stay healthy, greatness. I mean, it's just for me, he, he's been unavailable. But when, when he's on the field, one, you have to pay attention to him, and two, he's one of the best receivers to ever play. It's just he hasn't been healthy. If he can stay healthy, obviously the, the, the asset that he's going to bring is you have to prepare for him. You're going to have to double him. But he just hasn't been healthy in the last couple of years. So why would the Falcons want to move on from him? Because two things, I don't believe the Falcons truly believe a new head coach, they're not really going to contend. Let's see what we can get for him. But he's been hurt a lot. How many teams are going to train a player, trade a player that they really feel can help him if he's available? They're, many aren't going to do it. And so the Falcons are trying to get something for a player that has great talent, but he's just not available. Okay, um, there's lots of talk of New England. How does the New England thing work when we don't know if Cam can throw the football? Wait, 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 wait. Cam can throw the football. People, and I guess I'm in the media now, is this. Cam Newton, he's not really, we're, we're talking last year, he didn't really have time to work on his game. He was rehabbing. It's COVID. He signs late. New England doesn't have the best position skill players wise and so i mean he didn't have much to work with and you come in late a complex system cam newton is going to be fine they have great weapons now and so with the tight end game he liked when he in carolina he had greg olsen now he has two really good tight ends hunter henry and john new smith you get kendrick Bourne, you get nelson aguilar 
he has guys that he can throw the ball to. There's no excuse. But if I'm going to give him an excuse, you're rehabbing, you had the COVID year, you sign late. That, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, but he, he hasn't thrown it well since he had the shoulder. He's had the shoulder issues. And, you know, I don't know how much time off changes that. Maybe it does. Maybe he gets it back. Maybe he's had time to refine it. But, man, it did not. I mean, remember, he, he basically signed a $3.5 million deal. If he thought that he had more in him, wouldn't he have played the market a little bit more? Well, how can you play the market, though, really, Doug? If, if you look around the league, what teams really had an open spot for a quarterback? Like, you just go through, you go the, through every the, team in the, the league. Broncos, wait, the Broncos, they, wanted, they took Teddy Bridgewater instead of him. Carolina took traded for Sam Darnold. I mean, Washington. Darnold Washington's is, his old coach. They they didn't. They never. They wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick instead of him. They'll regret I mean, that. The, the, the Washington football team. They'll regret. I played with Fitz. Good player, but they're they're going to regret. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to do well this first. If, dude, I don't understand how people beat up on Camden. Yeah, he hasn't played. Dude, how many guys have taken? their team to the Super Bowl. How many guys are a former MVP? How many guys are the former number one pick? And, and so you take a chance on a guy like that, but when you look around, if I'm Carolina, I'm going with Sam Darnold as well. Not too long ago, he was the third pick of the draft. Cam Newton is a while ago, he was the first pick of the draft. Sam Darnold is very recent, and he worked with less than Cam Newton worked with last year when Sam was with the Jets. So, I mean, I'm doing the same thing, but I, I believe Cam Newton, he still has some uh, gas left in that tank. Uh, okay, what happens now with Aaron Rodgers? Honestly, Doug, I, I really feel like when you hear James Jones and you hear the full, his former fullback come out and say, Coon come out and say, they believe it can be fixed, then that's coming from Aaron Rodgers. He believes it can be fixed if. The, what is that if? What is that if? And so I believe he plays for the uh, Packers or, no, or nobody this year. And so I'm dead man. I, I say he stays with the Packers. They're, you just don't get rid of a former MVP uh, that's at the top of this game. And I'm sure they didn't plan on their plan so well. You know, he kind of threw a wrench into their plans, but that's what great players do. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is in uh, is in San Francisco, but so too is Trey Lance. What happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo is one hundred percent, in my opinion, a Week One starter. I don't. I mean, I, I don't see a way Trey, Trey Lance didn't start a lot of football games in college. He didn't throw a lot of football passes in college. Um, only way I see Trey Lance getting in the game if they're getting the mess kicked out of him first half of the season. Jimmy G gets hurt. One of those two things, um, he'll get a chance. But you, you want if, if you feel like Trey Lance can be that guy, you don't want to rush him in there early. You you can uh you can possibly ruin him. So let him learn the system, let him understand the game of the NFL, let him be able to process um without actually being in the game before you actually put him in the game because you can possibly ruin him. Do you like do you like him in that offense eventually? Oh yeah, man. I, I, I felt like any quarterback that got with the 49ers would have the best career as long as Shanahan is a coach. Shanahan is a great play caller. He's going to put his guys in a position to be successful. They have guys at the skill players that they can really go. And so when you have all the misdirection and you have to truly 
be clued in on defense. You have to look at your keys. Your eyes got to be in the right place when you play the Niners. And so Shanahan does that. It's so much misdirection that I believe if Trey Lance is as good as people think he is, he'll have a great career. Okay. Um, Same question with Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields goes in. You got Andy Dalton there. Justin Fields is going to need some development. And if you you look at their head coach – Granted, he needs to win, but he's also somebody who his last stop was in Kansas City and his last year there, Mahomes was sitting and waiting. How do you think they handle their quarterback situation? I mean, pretty much the same thing. You know, Justin Fields, he hasn't he hasn't started a lot of games either. You know, he starts at Georgia. You have to leave to go to Ohio State. But he did play great competition when he was in college. That That's probably going to bode well for him. But what is – like, you just don't know because Nagy knows he needs to win. If you go with Andy Dalton, what are you going to get? Or do you go with Justin Fields and say, hey, we're starting to Ricky, like, you know, cut us some slack. You know, we've shown you a little progress. You you, you don't know what's going on in, in the front office in Chicago. But but I know that Matt Nagy, he, he knows that he's – his butt is on the hot seat. And do you do – you, Try to make the playoffs, or do you try to show progress with a rookie quarterback? Um, but that that right there, that situation is going to be interesting because Andy Dalton, I thought, and a lot of people thought when he signed with Dallas, like, oh man, the Cowboys are trying to replace Dak. Man, Andy Dalton got to start quite a few games, and he didn't look very good. And so, it won't be long before Justin Fields is under center. I I tend to agree with you on that. Uh, Carson Wentz is in camp. He's at the OTAs. He's out there throwing. Um, what's it like that he regains what he's lost? For me, with Carson Wentz, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental confidence thing. If he can get back to self-belief and just positive thoughts in your mind, and it's easier said than done, you can't let negativity creep in because when you let that creep in, that anytime something happens that doesn't go your way, he was, oh, man, oh, come on, come on. you got to stay positive. And so I believe with Frank Wright there, being a former player, Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, T.Y. Hilton, he has guys he can work with. And so I believe Carson Wentz mentally, if he can get in the right uh, frame of mind, he'll return to Carson Wentz that uh, would have won the MVP if he doesn't come out with injury. How hard do you think it's going to be for Tom Brady to to do it again? Like, you've done it in New England, but this is not an organization that's had sustained success. How hard is it to sustain that success? It's not going to be easy. I mean, when when you you look around the league and every time they play, they're going to get everybody's best shot. Every Wednesday, you go into that meeting, the head coach is coming up, and the intensity, you're going to feel it. You're going to see it in that first meeting on a Wednesday game week. And so they're going to get everybody's best shot. But Brady has been through this so many times. If anybody can get the guys to stay focused one week, one game, one snap at a time, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, granted, they haven't been through it, but you have a guy that's been through it more than anyone else. Are they the favorite to come out of the NFC? Yeah, but when you look at the teams in the NFC is not going to be easy, but you have a guy in Brady that's been through it time and time again. He's TJ Hushmanzada. Hush, uh, thoughts on the Lakers and the Clippers? Man, Doug, you know, 
I watch these guys on TV and they, who should be worried more? Oh, the Lakers should be worried more. After game one, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. AD played a terrible game game one. They lose by nine points and the Lakers should be more worried. What are these dudes on TV talking about? What are they talking about? The, the Clippers better hope Luka don't cook them again. How do you have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, who I'm, all I hear on TV, man, they're two-way players. They two-way players. I don't How Luka, he, he eating. He getting whatever he wants. He want to go to the hole. We're going to scream, give me Pat Bev. I'm going to take his little butt to the hole. Oh, you're going to put Paul George or Kawhi? I'm going to cook them too. Man, the Clippers better get it together. We The Lake Show, we good over here, baby. We ain't playing. We mean business. Lakers are good. And yeah. I think it's, it's also a good matchup. And, yes, Luka is cooking them. I don't know how – I'll be interested to see what the defensive adjustments are tonight. You think the Clippers how win tonight How did they not adjust? Doug, at the, in the game, too, literally. Okay, Kawhi's on me. All right, come screaming with Pat Bev's guy. And they let him, like, literally just double him. And make somebody beat you all game. I understand, if, but did you did you see what happened in the game? They doubled him late in the game, and they beat him. But they doubled him, Doug, and they made the 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 guy that was open was at the top of the key. Make him make two passes. I, you can, I, you can I get it. I, I, I understand. I understand philosophically. You double and make the make him make an extra couple of passes. Yeah, you get in a scramble. Some of that is they're going against the guy who's really good in Carlisle, and he's got perfect spacing knowing where the double's coming from. Man, listen, and so Carlisle's really good. Talu, what they just pay you, you better come up with something because that's no why question. they just paid you the big bucks. You better come up with something because even if you win, it's still not looking good, but you have a chance. Got to win Got to win tonight. TJ Hushmanzada. Hush, awesome stuff, dude. Thanks for joining us. Take care, my man. Tell Hayes, man, go get him in the playoffs, baby. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show rules on, on Fox Sports Radio, yeah. Abaka's going to miss, and uh, that, that that limits them substantially. We, we'll talk about the talk about this, uh, the switching. You know, now you have Zubach, who will start for you, and then I guess you go to Morris as your backup big. You go to small ball immediately off the bench which you can do, but it really changed. And now that gives you a better ability to switch, even though Luca was lighting him up last game. <laughs> oh, the Clippers are a mess. It's like one of those things like, all right, we finally got the plan we want. Where's Serge? Yeah, Serge's back hurts. What? Yeah, his back hurts. So... You know what's uh, interesting? Have, they you know, they have DeMarcus Cousins, if you remember. Go ahead. You know what's interesting, Doug, is like for you coaching your, you know, your son's team and stuff... You always have, like, best plans, right? You know, okay, I'm going to do this tonight's game. And all of a sudden, like, at the last second, the dad called and says, you know, Joe, is his back's hurting him today. And you're like, dang. Like, it just throws all of your all of your plans of how you want to play the game, how you want to, you know, do certain things for your team. Now just gets thrown out the window. Now you have to figure out something. Not, not that they don't have other, and you don't have other ideas of how to play your game, but it, your best plan is this way, and now you have to do to something else. It, it does throw things off the tad. No, it throws it off a, a, a huge amount, not a tad. A, a huge amount gets gets thrown off. I I don't. I think you don't have to undersell it to me, right? Like that is a a big, big, big amount that things get thrown off because you had your plans of exactly how you were going to do something, and then you couldn't do it that way. I will say, so, Ibaka yeah. only played six minutes in the last game, thirteen in the first game. So 
Um, yeah, because obviously he's not moving well with that with his bad back. I mean, I think that's that was pretty obvious to when we were watching was how bad how how his back was hurting him and how they were going to uh, kind of adjust to that. Still, the whole thing is, I mean, boy, the Clippers. And I, I've often said there's no such thing as a lifelong Clipper fan. I think that's it's probably wrong because there's people that were, they're now old enough to have been kids during the Lob City era. But I got to tell you, Gavin, when I was a kid, there was nobody who was a Clipper fan. It just wasn't. <laughs> like Billy Crystal, like, yeah, you're a New Yorker. Why are you a Clipper fan? You know, tickets were less expensive was the only reason to go there. That you could go sit anywhere you want. You know, except when the Lakers played there, you could legit get a ticket and sit anywhere you wanted. Yeah, I know a lot of their season ticket holders are are really just fan, transplants that want to see good basketball. They want, and so they'll they'll see whoever the the Clippers are playing. Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how they react. I I do believe that that uh, you know the the wiring of Kawhi Leonard. I don't know if he can single handedly will his team to win but he does have an insatiable desire to win. He is a remarkable competitor and I would not bet against him having a big night tonight, a big night tonight. They they need the 2019 Kawhi. There was a, a brief stretch after that title win by the Raptors where people were going, is Kawhi the best, best player, player in the league? Yeah. 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 That hasn't really been the case the last couple of years. So they're going to need it. That like the first half of that game where he put up 30 points, Yep. In game two, they need yep. that for the full 48. Um, let's turn to some NFL. This is Matt LaFleur on Jordan Love. I think it's just more about the the process of playing the position, of going up, uh, whether it's a run play or pass play, just building a routine and, and having consistency with that. So right now, I think even as we're scripting, we're less concerned about trying to put maybe the perfect person in position to uh, – you know, like we would in a game plan situation. It's more about just making sure that uh, we're putting Jordan in, in situations so he can continue to progress. Colin called that word salad. What would you call that? What, what do you think? He, what do you think he meant? Gavin, I, I, I mean, I think Matt is really bummed about what's going on with, with Rogers and he's trying to make the best of the situation, but I don't think they trust that guy yet. He's, he's too green. No, I don't think they have. No, no one has any belief that he's ready. He was he was two years away when they drafted him, and that would put the timeline at least one more year. And we still don't even know what he looks like with live bullets. But what do you think he was saying in that long, elongated statement? I'd have to hear it again. Let's play it again. It's worth salad. I think it's just more about the the process of playing the position of going up, uh, whether it's a run play or pass play, just building a routine and and having consistency with that so right now i think even as we're scripting we're less concerned about trying to put maybe the perfect person in position to uh you know like we would in a game plan situation it's more about just making sure that uh we're putting jordan in in situations so he can continue to progress Deb Carson, what do you think? What, what do you think he means there with this? With that? Oh, goodness statement? gracious! That means uh, in his head. I, I feel like in his head while that was going on is I'm trying my best to build up this young kid who we may have to rely on. Um, but oh, geez, 
Um, honestly, yeah, I think word salad is actually a great description of what he said. I, I'm going to give you another perspective here. Here's what I think he's saying. I think he's saying like, look, this isn't how we play if it was Jordan's team. Okay. Let's just be honest. Not close to how we play if it was Jordan's team. So we're not worried about individual matchups and game and whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're just trying to get him get a feel for what it would be, you know, what it's, what it would be like, what it would truly be like. And so we're putting him in, basically we're having him drive Aaron's car and we're not adjusting the seats. We're not adjusting the stations. We're not adjusting the AC, right? One, one more time I'll play for you. This Are is, they going to give him a booster seat? <laughs> Take a listen one more time. You see if you agree or disagree. I think it's just more about the the process of playing the position of going up, uh, whether it's a run play or pass play, just building a routine and and having consistency with that. So right now, I think even as we're scripting, we're less concerned about trying to put maybe the perfect person in position to, uh, you know, like we would in a game plan situation it's more about just making sure that uh we're putting jordan in in situations so he can continue to progress ramos do you agree disagree with my my, my thought there that he's what he's know. what, what, what? Who knows? Well, i mean i listen that's the third time i've heard it i'm not even know what he's talking about <laughs> yeah you're more confused i mean talk about like we need to help jordan be like relaxed in the situation but not really but you know we got to help him but you know it's not really as t- I don't know. I, I, do think- I totally agree with Gavin, though. This guy, Matt LaFleur, is like, he must be livid. He's like, why am I even in this situation? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he, you know he wants Aaron Rodgers, and now he is just screwed over and like, man, how do I get this guy back to be my quarterback? I don't even want this guy. Jeez, <laughs> they were Louise. just in the NFC Championship oh, game. Oh, man. Uh, right? Two years in a row. And, I mean, you're right exactly, Doug, when I hear that again for the third time. It is like he's going to, hey, we're going to let him just try to get the feel of what it's like to play quarterback for an NFL team. I think they have like, what, five wide receivers that didn't even show up, right? They're yeah, kind the of, top five wide receivers yeah. didn't show up. So, so they, there's a lot of, they don't even know what it's going to be like. It's, they know what it's going to be like. All those guys are going to be there. Aaron Rodgers is going to be there too. Like, look, for Aaron Rodgers to retire, he's going to have to pay, was it $22 million back immediately? It's not retiring. He's not skipping camp where he has to pay 90 grand a day. And these fines are no longer optional. They used to be where the teams could find them, didn't have to. We're not going to keep track, whatever. Now they keep track. I, I just, I, I, I love the, the, sen- the sentiment, okay? But I don't think there's, and you know, now you're getting pro football focus. They're dug in. They're not, of course, they're not trading him. No chance they're trading him. Do you think uh, Matt LaFleur would have take, liked to take the Naomi Osaka path of not taking any questions? <laughs> By the way, Naomi Osaka, uh, uh, she made more money than anybody else in the United States last year, right? Or is it just female athlete? Like, I'm sorry, the Naomi Osaka, like, questions are hard. I don't want to take them. Reporters are mean. That's what she said. Hey, um, how do you think we draw attention to the events that you play in? That would be the media. Well, I have a feeling she would still do interviews with the people who are, you know, friendly fire uh, or, you know, friendly yeah, reporters, yeah. basically. I think she just doesn't want to sit up there at the table with, you know, 80 people staring at her. 
Sorry, that's the gig. Yeah, yeah. Unless you I pay mean, the fine. And as you said, she's got the money to pay the, pay the fine. It does hurt the sport, though, although her taking the stand might be bringing more attention to the, to the sport as well. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm literally the only guy talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm, I'm the only guy that's talking about it. I'm the only dummy that's talking about it. Doug didn't bring it up. It was, <laughs> it was my fault. Yes, exactly. I brought it up. No, but it was, I, when I saw that she was the most, she was the highest paid athlete, I was just like, come on, the woe is me. I, I, yeah. Well, they ask such I, hard questions. It is so tough for me. And the thing is. Why did you hit the ball out of bounds in the third <laughs> set? <laughs> I also I wonder I because. tried to hit it in bounds and it went out of bounds. Well, because a lot of athletes are talking more about mental health right yes. now, too. Maybe yeah. she's trying to cover the backs of a lot of people. Oh, no. I, I Look, when people point out mistakes, it doesn't feel good. Right? It just doesn't. But again, that, that doesn't mean that you're like, oh, okay, well, if I asked you about a bad point, you can just not answer it. Or, I, you know, I, I think labeling everything mental health is, it's, is not. It, it's a conversation stopper. It's a weird thing. Like Kevin Love put out a beautiful piece a couple of years ago about his struggles with mental health and being in the finals. And it was really powerful. And I'm not saying Naomi Osaka, no one is saying she doesn't, she's not dealing with her own issues. But when, when it is brought up in this context, it's like, well, can we have a conversation about taking, you know, critical questions and not have it be about, I don't know. It's just, there's something about when you bring that up, no one can argue with you anymore. You know? Correct. It's tough. Correct. It's, it's all also like the racism thing. Yeah. You know, just. Every comment that's negative about an athlete who happens to be black is not a racist comment. You know, it's just, it's just not. And, um, I, you know, not every comment that's a negative about a female athlete is a sexist comment. There are sexist comments made about female athletes, but again, like this is, this is a lot like the center for the Las Vegas team. Like, wait, you're bothered because he yelled at a ref. She's 300 pounds. And so your, your pushback is, some little white man, some little tiny white man. Can't like, what are we doing here? And for Kyrie, you can get booed tonight. And guess what? It cannot be racist. It can be that you trashed their franchise and, and you know, canoodled with Kevin Durant at the All-Star game on the way out. Correct. Absolutely 100% correct. Like none of us, nobody made you grab the microphone and said you were coming back. You did that. You know, you were the one who had the conversation with KD. You're the one who lied about it repeatedly. Like, I don't even care about that stuff. To me, it's, it's more actually the fact that it wasn't like they lost with him executing the game plan. Quite, quite to the contrary. Right? They actually, he wouldn't follow the game plan. And that's one of the reasons they struggled so mightily was because he kept kind of doing his own thing. It's Kyrie 101. It doesn't mean that I'm okay with you know, sexist commentary or racist commentary, not in any way, but when anything that's seen as a negative is when you go mental health, you go racism, you go sexism. We just based upon cancel culture, you almost have to like, Oh, okay. Okay. So what about mental health is like, yeah, you play poorly. You're going to be in a bad mental space. Anyway, that's part of the job of a tennis player. I, Tennis is an unbelievably difficult, emotional, and mental, mentally uh, challenging sport. There's no one to blame. That's the hardest part about it. There is no one to blame. Zero. 
You know, you start messing with your racket. I played tennis. You start messing with your racket strings because you're like, well, maybe it was the racket strings that screwed it up. Like, no, it's not the racket screens. It was you. You get, that's why people yell at the officials so much because they, you know, they got to find somebody to blame and simply saying like, I suck. Cause you beat yourself up the whole time. That being said, you, you can't tell me that, you know, you have this, uh, you're strong enough with your mental health in order to play this sport successfully. And somebody asks you a question about something when they went wrong, you know, during a, during a tennis match. And all of a sudden you melt down, like, come on, what are we doing? How we get to this? Oh, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, look, I think Matt LaFleur is simply saying this, this offense isn't built for Jordan, and we're just trying to get him to what it would generally look like with him. Remember, he's seen no live reps as a quarterback. Zero. Not one. No live reps at all. Uh, so I think, you know, that's a little bit part of it. But, but I also think that there's another aspect to this which is really important to mention is that um, is that Matt LaFleur is operating under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is coming back and he simply doesn't, you know, I don't think he wants to in any way change anything they're doing because it's Aaron Rodgers' team. I've never VRBO'd a place, but if you do, like, or you ever rent a car and they're like, do you want to pair your phone and then there's that other, it's not just pairing, but you know, there's one where you can get your, your actual text messages on the, on the car as well. Like, do you do that in a rental car? Of course you don't. And I think that's what Matt LaFleur is saying. He's like, look, still Aaron Rodgers car. Let's not pair our phones. Let's just see, like, just take a test drive with the car and see how it goes. Since since Ramos doesn't travel, he has no idea about renting cars. <laughs> I, phones. I, I actually agree with you on the pairing of the car phone on on rentals. Like, who, why would you even do that? Who knows if that thing gets stuck on there, and all of a sudden your texts are going to some some person driving it next week. Yeah. So yeah, totally agree with you on that's a good actually a good analogy. Well, Doug, your texts aren't going there unless, of course, your phone's. Yeah, go ahead. Right. The, the, the problem the problem is for Matt Lafleur is you sounded a lot more confident and and uh, sure in your assessment of what he said than he did when he was saying it, and his voice sounded like it was a little shaky. Exactly. It's fair. I also think that's a little bit of Matt Lafleur. Oh, gee shucks, I'm just this young coach. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of he's ticked off. Like, look, I screwed up. I think he screwed up. And ran out of plays. That's why they kicked the field goal. So he could reload the plays. Um, so I'm sure some of it is like, are you, like I might have screwed this thing up myself. I personally think that's at least a, a portion of it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break 
and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.